Welcome to Explore to Evolve, the travel show to inspire you to make your life the best adventure. I'm your host, Vivian Dams, world traveler, digital nomad, best-selling author, and your coach and mentor to love life fully. I'm so excited for you to be here today. Thank you for sharing your time with us. And if you like this episode, please leave a five-star review so that more amazing people just like you can find us. This is episode number 30 with Jonna Kingsford. Jonna is currently on her third lap around Australia. Her business has generated $700,000 in the last year. She's on track to crack the million dollar nut and I'm so freaking excited for her to share all the travel insights, the transformations and all the juiciness. Welcome Jana. Hi everybody! everybody thanks for having me baby you're amazing you've been traveling around with your family this is your third lap around australia which is pretty fun and pretty exciting and last year you made seven hundred thousand dollars in your business which is so much fun and this you're gonna crack the million and exceed the million and i'm so freaking excited for it (laughs) and you tell us how it has impacted the adventures that you went on on your first lap around australia you didn't have an overflow of abundance of doing all the beautiful things australia isn't the cheapest country and you're traveling with your family of three kids which really increases the cost of any activity how did you manage that and how did you come to living the overflow abundance life (laughs) question okay (laughs) see where we start okay so we've we've got three different laps of Australia they're also different so we've lapped Australia two and a half times at this current time but every this I would say this is our third lap because you know it's not complete it's not finished but also it's we're in the middle of you know some sort of completion for it so we did three laps which means you travel around Australia we do usually do the coastline and we go the coastline which is around about 20 or 25,000 30,000 kilometers that you do around with us with the first lap the first lap for us is we had no overflow that's exactly right like I had a six-figure business but we had no overflow we were paying mortgages car loans uh, debts personal loans old like just debt 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 and a lot more debt and we were still paying our mortgage as we traveled and we weren't even living there and we were paying the electricity and the utilities and the rates and all of the bills that go with the house and so the six figures that I earned was not enough to pay all the bills and travel so we had zero overflow there was like even times where we like ran out of money multiple times like after paying bills and sometimes not all of those bills so that we could travel um our first lap was very much like we went on an adventure with because we like we need this adventure like we have to go on this adventure this is imperative and important uh as a pilgrimage for ourselves like we were just drowning in debt and even when I was making six figures, it was not even enough to make a dent in it. It was just enough for us to like you know, function on. It wasn't really overflow. It wasn't dreams. Like I, you know, I think when I bought one of my computers during that time of making a six figure business, I had like 50 cents left back in my bank and I was still, I was making six figures. Like I thought when you make 10K months and 17K months, you probably should have more overflow than that. But I just think our expenses just as a family just outweighed that. And also when you have a six figure business, you also have tax. 
And so you've got to equate to, you live on the rest of that. Uh, and tax is pretty high in Australia. So it's around 30, 30%. Yeah. So the first lap was that big adventure. The second lap was we were, we were essentially the universe rewarded us for the bravery and the guts to adventure without the perfect conditions, like unconditional adventure. The universe was just like, here you go. You did good kids. You did good. And so on our second lap of Australia, it was just like a universal synchronistic. All of our life was set up to go and it was easy. Like it was so much easier and it was so much fun. Like we had the most fun that we, I feel like we had our early twenties in that second lap. Like it was the best fun. Our kids were bigger. And so all of a sudden we had this, like they were older. Our daughter was 16. Our oldest daughter was 16. So, and then our second was like 14 and then our boy was like eight so that second lap was our kids are getting like oh wow they make their own breakfast and they take care of themselves a lot more so we were just got to let our hair down I mean we've been parents since I was 19 so that was a whole situation so the second lap was we had the cash to buy the caravan in cash because we'd got rid of our house after we traveled the first lap we sold it when we got back we ended up finally selling it after a lot of problems and things like that but the second lap, we just had so much fun. So it was almost like the universe is like, go kids, you did it. And we got to have this amazing lap. And then this third lap was the 700K year, but it was the, it was the COVID year. <laughs> we still did it. It was fun. It was, this, it was these pieces and pockets of just dreams beyond dreams, but then also this other level of difficulty because you would have known because you planned half of it for us because and our third lap we were in that you know in that massive abundance is like okay we're done with the planning at ourselves vv hello we need we've got all this extra abundance help us figure out where we're going to spend it so the three laps you can imagine are completely different totally different the middle one was just fun freedom whatever do whatever go wherever everything is freedom you can go here, there, everywhere. Where do you want to go? Go there, go there. Borders are, borders are just a line, not even a line on the road. They're a sign on the road saying, welcome to Queensland. And so the third lap was there's borders and there's borders that are closed. There's borders that are open. They're open. Woo, go, let's go. Yeah. So the third lap was just totally different. So it just shows you the different amounts of adventures you can have on the one adventure. Like the pilgrimage looks different each time. So that's kind of like the difference of them. Uh, I don't know if it answers your question because I went on a tangent, but that's kind of the gist of it. <laughs> I love it. This is so good. What would you do now that you've been on two and a half laps? Do you want to go on a fourth lap or you have other dreams of exploring other parts of the world? What is the journey that comes next? Oh, I love this. So, I mean, for everyone, we learned expect the unexpected and to embrace change and to like drink it up go oh things are changing everything changed okay what do we do and we learned that in the first lap the world learned that last year yeah <laughs> the world learned how to embrace change last year all they did you did or you didn't I feel like we had two laps up our belt we already had this everything can change in an instant we're used mm-hmm. to that so we're used to like the restriction or, you know, some sort of restriction in some way, shape or form. And I think for last year, because in 2020, we did kind of like the half lap. It wasn't really a full lap. We just where, went where we could go. And so we were in Queensland and then we went up and we went down and we went up in Queensland and then we went across to Northern Territory and we discovered that. And then we went down the centre, which we would have never done if COVID hadn't happened because we only went through the middle because that's all the places we could go 
and we did the amazing Uluru adventure and we went all the way down to South Australia and then we were just like we literally cannot go anywhere else and we got stuck in South Australia for a bit and we're just like okay let's just go back to Queensland where I mean there's only been I think there's been six deaths in Queensland so it's been it's a pretty safe situation so we go back there and we're like okay now we're just going to chill for a bit just wait for this to ride itself out because we've gone everywhere we can go we've done everything that we can do for this lap so it's kind of like that's why it's two and a half it's a half lap and now we came back here and we're like okay it has to be an adventure or it's nothing at all and Mm -hmm. so we rented a big huge freaking amazing resort for a house it's basically a resort for a one like one family resort and we rented just this big badass house like this is one of the rooms this is a spare room and it has a bedroom it has a lounge room it has a bath it has a big huge shower it's an adventure in and itself living here we're on the beach the beach is just in the background there and it it was an adventure in itself and now we've been here like you know a couple months and we're ready for our next adventure we just we just know that we thrive the most so I feel like as a family it's a really interesting question that you ask because we were sitting down at the table a couple of weeks ago as we were thinking like okay what do we do when the lease is up here where are we going to go what are we going to do Do we go to Bali? Do we go to Western Australia to finish our lap? Do we rent again? Do we go and find a different house, even though there's nothing else like this because they're renting this out for a holiday house after after we finish our rent? Uh, So what do we do? There's so many options. Do we travel and start doing our 2022 travels now? Do we just figure out where we can go and where we can get into and kind of like lay low in each of the countries for a couple of months? The reason we have so many options is because we're nomadic. We don't have all the furniture. We don't have, we have our house, which is a rolling house as a caravan. But we have all these options because of the way that we choose to live our life. But also it comes with it a big amount of uncertainty and constant, consistent change and decisions, like big decisions constantly being made. There's this one realisation we had the other day with our kids when we sat down at dinner. I was like, you know what? Like, if we do finish off the lap of Australia, this is the last time as a family we'll be able to do van life. How quickly did that go? Like, we've been van lifing on, like, we've been nomadic for five years now. Since December 2016, we've been nomadic. And we've travelled in a van for, like, three of those years. It's so interesting to think that's five years, but our daughter is nearly is 18 this year and this is probably the last time as a family that we will do van life for this next six months because she's spending the summer with her friends after she turns 18 she's spending the summer with her friends and it's just like wow so then this is the end of that time that we've been able to do this and you just realize I think with kids you realize like time is not forever mm-hmm. and you do not have forever to do these adventures that you want to do with your kids and it's it's really noticeable for me now that I just didn't think that my kid would ever get past that kid stage. You just don't see the other side of it. And now as we're impending on it, I am so glad we've done these adventures as a family. Like I am so glad we did not wait Mm because if we'd waited another year, we wouldn't have had the experiences that we had and we wouldn't have had this life that we've had. So yeah. So now as we plan the rest of this trip, it feels like almost imperative that we finish off these last six months and, um, with our kids van lifing for the last time ever as a family of five which is you just don't have forever with your kids you know to have these adventures so do it now is my vibes Absolutely. <laughs> so that's that's that 
And I love that you were able to create so many memories as a family in so many different places that even years from now, you'll be able to look back at them and just treasure these memories instead of just building your business to multiple six figures, sitting at home and doing the same thing over and over again without having all these beautiful memories in all these different places. Like, what's the point of making the money? You said that so beautifully the other day. Yeah instead of just sitting in a room like oh my gosh like it's kind of sending me a little set like this house could not be any bigger and I'm feeling like oh house because <laughs> I was like it's just a house oh my god Dimension. how much bigger I could a house be like it could not be any more fancy or big or amazing like it, there's nothing it's amazing it's got 15 meter 20 meter high ceiling it's beautiful we love it and I realized like home life still is not for me. <laughs> and that doesn't mean that van life is all glamorous and glorious and romantic. It's freaking hard. Yeah. Like, especially with three kids, you've got teenagers and we all know it's hard. But like Chani said to me the other day, you know, she's 18 this year. It's not the easiest being a teenager, sleeping in a, this big of a bed in a van with your entire family, stunning at university. It's freaking hard. There's a lot of times she's sitting in our toilet stall, like we have a little bathroom in the van and that's where she studies when we're in our van and I work in the car. I mean, I have this. Wouldn't this be more optimal? Like, wouldn't this be more optimal? Like, this is beautiful. I don't know what it is about the van life and travel and full-time travel. Like somebody said to my daughter the other day, like, you know, you can go on holidays, don't you? And I'm like, it's just not the same. It's a holiday. When it's full-time, it forces you out of your comfort zone. It's constant decisions. It's constant. I've never been able to tune into myself more than I can now. Like I have one voice in my head that tells me what to do and I can feel it and I can hear it. It used to be two, three, five, 20 million different voices. It used to be so noisy. And now it's like, go here. I just know now in my full body, I know how to listen to my body because I've had so many things with travel where you have this little calling to go somewhere you're like, okay and then you go and you're like oh my gosh I can't believe it worked out this way and you could not have planned it better even if you tried to plan it better it couldn't have gone better and it was that listening to that calling that little tiny whisper and it's so freaking quiet but from travel you get used to it because when you don't listen to it you feel it you know it and you're like I didn't listen right do you get that I totally get that that. yeah (laughs) Yeah. And if you're stubborn, you're like, no, I want it to be differently. I want it to be it that way. And you do what you think you want to do. It's not good. (laughs) Yes, exactly. You get really good at like listening to your intuition and it, it comes with travel and it feels like a pilgrimage. And to me, I just feel like it's this constant growth and this constant uncomfortability that helps you to find comfort wherever so I heard it was in a movie the other day and it said home is just a place like a house is just a place home is a feeling and I so feel like that we feel at home wherever we go yeah it's a feeling we have as a family now that we can generate anywhere everywhere anytime we want because it's a feeling it's not a house it's not a building it's not a place you know there's some places that have felt like home but they're 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 not like we have our home that's our home our hometown but there's still just a feeling in us wherever we are that we're home you know it doesn't it's not conditional anymore it's not circumstantial it's not conditional and it's not based 
on where we are physically at. It's such an emotional, energetic feeling that we have wherever we are now. We've been able to create that feeling of home where we're, wherever we are. So that's a beautiful thing that we got from travel. That is beautiful. I was just like all proud of herself. <laughs> like that was amazing. It was. Yeah, that was cool. It's so important because so many people that feel like they're getting homesick. You just make it your home. It's a feeling. You can't get homesick unless you're disconnected from yourself. That- 100%. So I feel like, you know, homesick, it can be a real thing that you feel homesick, but we've come home enough that we realize when we do come home, it wasn't home. It was just it wasn't home that we were wanting to be at and it's good for a minute and it's good for you as a van lifer. Like I was listening to somebody the other day, he's like, is van van life is overrated. And it was interesting because he was talking from a perspective of himself, obviously, but I realized there's a couple of differences that I have. He was saying like, you know, you miss home and you miss community and he's been living in his van two years. And I feel like that's always a limit. You do need to go home for a bit just to get a reality check that it's not what you think it is. When you go home, everybody's working. Mm -hmm. That's what happens for us. When we go home, everybody's working. We have created some sort of freedom freaking lifestyle that we forget. Oh, that's right. Everybody can only catch up on a Saturday night. That's it. They go to work on Friday and they're tired in the afternoon on Friday and they can do only so much on a Friday night. And so you got Friday night and Saturday. And I mean, when we were younger, Friday night and Saturday nights, everyone used to party. But now we're older. And Friday night, they're flagged. They're just like, I'm out. <laughs> I'm so tired. So Saturday night is now the only night that we can do anything. And then you don't want to get too, have too much fun because it's like, then you'll be too tired for Monday and we're old now and we can't really, we're older than we used to be. <laughs> we used to be able to do Friday, Saturday, Sunday, but apparently you know, we're all a bit older now and more responsible maybe. But we'll go home and, and then they've got soccer on for the kids or they've got this on. And so you go home and it's a romanticized idea about having community around and people around. And I've noticed the most homely community is a nomadic community is I've never felt more family vibes from like, I mean, my family is amazing, but it's a different kind of like when you're traveling and you meet people they'll freaking do anything for you. We've been stuck in the middle of the night one time and met these people that we'd met like one time and like rang them and we could hear them roaring up the street, coming to save us from the tide coming up. (laughs) And they would just roar them through the street in the middle of the night, met them, you know, like acquaintances. And it's just like, that's the traveling vibe. That's the traveling, you know, it's the traveling etiquette. It's just, it's just who we are. We're adventurous. And it's like, let's go up to Cape Tribulation. Let's go to the where the rainforest meets the sea on New Year's morning at 10 a.m. Let's go. We're all sitting around on a couch. Let's just go to the rainforest today. Let's go up to the Daintree Rainforest today, like the oldest rainforest in the world. It's 103 kilometers. Okay, that's the travel vibe. That's not the yeah. vibe you get from people and then and their nine to five. That's like you're gonna get, you're gonna need to give me three months notice. <laughs> Literally, that's <laughs> you know what I mean. I absolutely. We had no food, no water. We had to stop on the side of the road in this little, like, little convenience store in the middle of nowhere. And we bought this off cheese because that was everything on the shelf was off. And we bought off cheese and crackers and we put it together and we and put it all together and ate on the side of the road and got water because we would have, we didn't have anything. We were not organized at all. But that's the vibe. Like, you create the best adventure, that's why. So that is perfect. I want to know how has the money and having an overflow of money impacted how you travel and how you experience the country and the situations and the cities differently. Oh my God, I love this. So one of the things that I always say is I like to experience money. 
Mm-hmm. And Melanie, my mentor, Melanie and Leah, we all know her. She was saying to me on a client session the other day, she said, do you know what, Jana? You're like one of the most funnest people to have money. Like, I just, I just feel like out of just everyone I know, you were just like the funnest person to have money. You just yeah. do so much fun stuff with it. She's like, it's so inspiring because you're just like, woo! Like, I mean, I got nothing to lose, right? Mm-hmm. And it's the more I do that, woo, like be your free spirit with money, the more just comes through. And the more that I'm not all janky with it, I get to experience it and feel it. And I feel like that was what I was born to do. I wasn't born to like, and I still can hold money as well and have an overflow of savings, et cetera, but I get to experience money and I experience money like nobody else's business, like literally. Mm-hmm. And for me, it's that's the three laps, right? The way that I've seen the three laps, it's been an evolution of the extraordinary things we can do. So we said to Vivi for the week that we did the Uluru, just like give us all the expensive things, whatever the best experiences is. We just want to do everything you can do in Uluru. Thank you. And she comes back with, we're going on a helicopter ride across all three of the freaking mountains and the rivers and the lakes in the back of the desert. Um, we're going to do camel rides at sunset. Okay. We're going to do the VIP experience of the field of lights. Okay. Like every single thing you can freaking do. There's not any else thing you could do that. And we're going on helicopter rides and this and that and the other. And it's like the most amazing 10 days. Whereas before we would have been there two or three days and you would have got annoyed with just riding your bike around the bottom of Uluru, right? Mm-hmm. And the way that I wanted to do the Red Centre is I felt his calling to be there for a second. Everybody else does two days. Nobody else stays there for two days. Like our friends that were traveling through there, two days. Two days, you're done. Everything you can do. It's just it, the rest of it's like just red dirt. But for me, I was like, I just want to be in this energy for a bit. And the way that I could kind of convince my family, because otherwise you're just in red dirt in a caravan, was like all these other things. But each day we had a thing that we were doing. And so that was really cool to have like helicopters today. Tomorrow we're doing, this morning we're riding our bikes at sunrise around the Uluru. Like just the most amazing adventures. We get to see it from every angle and experience it from every angle. And there were so many things that we, on our first lap, you know, some people that had been using their life savings to do their first lap and they do all these extra things that we just couldn't do, especially with the family, like horizontal falls in Broome. Some of our friends would do that. And it's like $5,000, the group of five. And we haven't been there back there since like our first lap to, well, our second lap, but it wasn't something that we did that second lap I that was just like it's just a lot of extra money to do this one activity for half a day or like to go through yeah. this one wall it's literally just one wall of water and you go through this wall and it's like that's it it's five grand and so <laughs> those are the sorts of things you can do is you get to experience these things that you wouldn't otherwise experience if you need money to experience these things and that's really given me a value for money as in like I get to now give it meaning I get to do these amazing experiences I get to create these amazing experiences it's helped me to have like it's a full-time job freaking planning traveling to have these extra experiences so having this abundance has helped me to have like you as my travel agent experience creator situation and you're just like here's the whole thing and you work in my work with it this would be something that me and Mark used to argue about because I'm like I'm working all day Tuesday and I'd like to like finish work for the day and what are we doing I don't have all day to be looking at I'm just like a nagging idiot because on Wednesdays I'm like what are we doing I just like I don't know what's what and where's where because I've been working all day Tuesday yeah I can't like I want us to have some sort of idea of what we're freaking doing and he's like okay and then he'd do it and it was just like this is what we're doing. We're going, we're going to lunch. Yeah, great. Okay, good job. You did great. And it was just like, 
it wasn't his forte and I didn't have the time to be doing it. And on my downtime, I don't want to be planning my freaking adventures, which we did on the second lap. And it became in the end like this like conflict. And then we just do nothing. And we just, we just sit on the beach for the day. And there's so many other things that we could be doing. Hiking that trail, riding this thing, going quad biking here, going water bike, whatever. You know, all these adventures we were missing out on because we just didn't, I didn't have the time. Mark didn't really have the skill because it's a skill, right? And so it was actually a point of conflict for us. <laughs> we were just like, yeah. Like, I mean, it was funny, but it also was like, we're missing out on a lot of adventures because we are not timing this well. Like we do not know what we're doing. We're free ball travelers, but to the point where we get there and we're not actually even looking at all the other things that we could be doing. And so the, for me, having the abundance and this overflow to be like, Vivi, we're going to be in Uluru for a week. Give us a week. Thank you. And then you just plan this amazing thing. Um, when we were in Darwin, you planned this amazing situation. Um, it was just such a beautiful experience to have that taken care of. And on Wednesday, I'm like, okay, what are we doing? And Mark's like, oh, this, this, and this, and this, and this. And I'm like, he's like, I read the thing you sent me. <laughs> Which was the thing that Vivi sent, you know. So that means that, yeah, it's just, it's actually taken a point of conflict we had. And now he tells me what we're doing, but he kind of tells me what we're doing as if he planned it. And he's like, <laughs> I read the thing. That's perfect. As long as it works. Because <laughs> child planning yeah. is a challenge, right? You need to enjoy it and you need to know what you're yeah. looking for. Like the Devil Marbles, that was one classic example. We're just like, oh, that was a big deal because it was off the road, right? And I'm like, Vivi said, we've got to stop at the Devil's Marble. And he's like, it's off the road because we've got the caravan in the back. It's not what we do. Mark's like on a mission. When he's driving somewhere, we're getting to the destination. I'm just like, you're not a freaking truck driver, mate. This, we're on a scenic drive. But you just can't take that out of a guy's head. That he's, You're not a truck driver. We're not getting from point A to point B, right? So when I said, okay, so we're going to Devil's Marbles on the way. He's like, how far off? And I'm looking at the map. And I'm like, it looks so close. But he's like... I've got the caravan in the back and it's like, are we going to do it? If that's gravel, oh my God, I'm going to be so mad if that's gravel. It's like, I don't know if it's gravel. I don't know, babe. I don't know. So Phoebe put it on there. And so anyway, we turned off and it's literally like not even off the road. It's just, you turn turn onto a road. It's like, it just goes through, this road goes through and then goes back to the road. I'm like, see? And I took some photos and he was, he was still a little rattled because, you know, going off his route. Yeah. (laughs) But we wouldn't have never done it. We wouldn't have never stopped and walked around the devil's marbles if it wasn't for you putting that on our trip planner and just, Pretty much 90% of the things that we did in Cuba PD, we would have just stayed there like everybody else does, stays there for a day. It's just a stopover. We experienced all these things that our friends are just like, oh, you did that? What? Where was that? Uh, Cuba PD. And they're like, oh, we hate that place. And was like, yeah, you would because you did nothing there. <laughs> so yeah, it helps to have that abundance. Even our friends, I actually gave them our itinerary once because she's just like, um, what are we going to do? I'm like, here's what we're doing. So she's like, okay. That's awesome. To her about our itinerary and it worked really well. Yeah. So that's, that's what abundance does. I love it. Would you say that your experiences are now more valuable because you can do all the next level helicopter, camel riding, all the fun stuff and before you didn't enjoy them as much or do you feel that it's the same? I would have answered you different before I had all the abundance. <laughs> I was like, you can have fun with nothing. <laughs> that's a lie. When it's not a lie at the time, but when you do have it, it gives you this. Here's the thing with travel. It's about being free spirited, right? It's around letting your spirit be free. It's about having the guts to be free spirited. It's about going against the normal. It's about 
growing yourself and stretching yourself. It's this free spiritedness, right? So when you have more money and an overflow for just unnecessary but completely beautiful experiences and to just take everything to the next level, you get to experience it on a whole new level and at every angle. But at the same time, you get to be free-spirited about that as well. Like it's not your life savings. It's not like you're not going to return from your trip and have all these life savings being done. It's having an income that's growing and growing and growing has helped me to be more free-spirited because it's just like, yeah, yeah, let's do that. Yeah, let's do that. Helicopter. Yeah, yeah. It's the ultimate free-spirited. And what I realized before, like it does hinder your travels to a degree because when you don't have that abundance, that ridiculous abundance, it hinders your travels because it's not free-spirited. It's like, five grand on that. I don't know. Like, should we? Now it's just like... It'd have to be like 20. I think the one thing that I did not do that I could have done was the 30000 the $35,000 tent stay at Uluru. That, that was, was like luxury experience. <laughs> yeah. There's a ceiling and that's it mm-hmm. at this moment. Like that's not in this life. And it was so funny. We were on the camel rides and they had this whole segment of the camel ride. Guess what? Over there is this place called whatever it was called. Longitude. You know how much they pay. Longitude, that's right. Guess how much it is a night. And I said, I just was like, and she's like, how do you know? I said, we were going to stay there. And I think it was like this, her spiel was about to be, how stupid is that? Mm -hmm. (laughs) And I think it might have like, and and some people did say on the back, they're like, that's so stupid. I'm like, now I wish I did go. But at the same time, it was 35 was like, there is limits to like, Mm -hmm the free spiritedness even now but like I would love to get to that next level where the free spiritedness like I had the money like there a couple months later I mean two months later we bought a car for $76,000 in cash it's like it was weighing it up you know Uh, so we had it all there to do but it's mostly to up to the point of $30,000 experiences we're pretty free spirited we got a lot of range there's always a next level you know so one day you might get to the point where you can spend a hundred thousand on a few nights without even thinking about it there's so much more abundance available and you're just like wow I thought I was tapping tapping into that abundance and then you're just like wow there's just even more levels it's 35 for three nights oh my god <laughs> That's pretty crazy, right? <laughs> like that's a lot of money. That's what some people make in a year. Uh, the coaching industry has like all this abundance. I'm like, we're babies compared to these other people. Like that, are, there's other people that were staying there. It was nearly booked out. So mm-hmm. there is abundance everywhere. It's just little pockets and worlds and industries that, you know, some people don't know about the coaching industry. And so it's, it's all these pockets and industries and we're babies compared to some of them you know what is your next big dream of creating more abundance cracking the million dollars and beyond what is the big vision oh I love it it's a blind spot for me honestly it was a blind spot so I'm working on that because my big dream has always been a million dollars and I and I'm like so close to it that I'm like going I don't know what's on the other side of this what is happening this is like it's always been that end goal sort of thing so now I'm having to expand my mind so one of the next visions is uh so I mean practically and technically traveling for the rest of 2021 and then in 2022 traveling overseas and maybe one or two years and then after that we 
buy a house on Sunrise Beach. That is my ultimate dream. There's only like 10 houses that exist on this beach and this beach is swimmable. It's in my hometown of Noosa. Sunrise Beach, I mean, they'll probably be at that point like $20 million, these houses. And I'm like, that's the house I'm buying. And then one in the bush in Dunan that's, you know, up the road. So those will be like our Airbnb houses that we'll stay at and we'll have them as their own businesses. And so they can be like Airbnbs and we can have these two beautiful multiple million dollar houses in close proximity to each other, have all Mark's cars and stuff at the at the bush white place and all the motorbikes and the quad bikes and all that sort of, and maybe, you know, all that all that sort of stuff. Maybe not a horse because an Airbnb with a horse, it's going to be too technical, too logistical, right? Uh, and so then we'll travel like in adventure, in, in segmented adventures, you know, or we could travel full time. I don't know. We'll obviously have less kids traveling with us because two of them will be adults by then. So the vision is, that's kind of the vision, that's cons- the rest of this year we travel probably finishing off and doing our Western Australia trip the van as the last hurrah as our final part of the lap with our kids doing it with the three of them be I don't see ourselves ever doing that again and then next year traveling overseas for maybe one or two and then buying those beach houses on Sunrise Beach and those beach and bush bush and beach houses so that's kind of like the practical and then a big dream is like cash millionaire this year and playing with the ideas of eight figures. I mean, it seems ridiculous at this point, but I'm playing with the idea of setting that as a big dream. Maybe not this year, next year or the next year, but it's just, I'm starting to play with it. So it's just all of the next level adventures. Like there's Bora Bora for next year when we travel overseas, like I'm seeing Bora Bora and I looked up the prices of it. It's like a hundred thousand for like a week. And I'm like, okay, okay, okay. So I'm going to have to, that's going to be the situation. Um, you know, cause we're five people. It's yeah. different. It's not mm-hmm. that much if you're not five people. It's not that much. You would have noticed the difference with booking all of our stuff. It's like so much different. I also love your business because it's just so much fun. You're so in your flow and in your routine and you're just, and you have your three memberships and all the beautiful things and you're helping so many people create beautiful businesses and make so much money. And this is just gorgeous. Do you want to tell the people a little bit about your beautiful offers and all the things that you're having right now? Which I honestly suggest join all of them because they're all amazing. But I love it. Do what Vivi said. So I've got these three memberships. So this year I really wanted to have like these three like base beats of these memberships. So that really works well with my vibe is like having these things that are just in place and they're consistently going out. So I have Dollar Diaries, which is a daily money quest where we do belief ethics, which is subconscious reprogramming around our money beliefs, our money thoughts and our actions towards money making activities. And that is in Dollar Diaries and it's a process that we're doing for the whole of 2021 together. And you can come and join us for a minimum of three months and then it's month to month after that. So that's like my daily membership situation. Uh, I love that because it's like that clearing the money and it's doing my belief ethics, which is really near and dear to me because it's my foundational belief ethics situation. But it has a weekly workshop. So this gives me like a rhythm, like every Monday at the same time, my time, which is Sunday EST. But every Monday at 7 a.m. after I've done my client sessions in the morning, my two dream team client sessions in the morning, I'm ready to go. I'm ready to go. I've had amazing client sessions. I'm ready to like, I'm ready to go live. And I go live for the weekly workshop at Dollar Diaries, which I just love. And it has like this rhythm. So it doesn't matter how much change we have in our life. We have these frameworks that we travel around. So this routine that I have established now works when we're traveling full time or if we're in a house, I just build more on top of it. Like I'll build extra things on top of it. 
So that's Dolidari's. Then I have the Me Brand membership. So every Thursday morning, my time, after I've done two of my client sessions on Thursday morning, I masterclass a Me Branding masterclass. And that's from my Me Brand membership, which is a personal branding weekly masterclass. That's $33 a week. So that gives me like this rhythm that I've got these two things. Uh, so you can tell that's Monday and then there's Thursday. So there's these other days that I have like Friday and Wednesday are free days. Like today is a free day, but I booked this on today because it's free. Like today's free. So if we were traveling, this is a free day. Yeah. But if we're not traveling, uh, I can put things into this day. And Wednesday is completely a day off. So I don't schedule anything on a Wednesday because that's usually our travel day. Uh, so, but I've just kept that routine as we've been in the house because it works really well for me in a house as well. So then we've got the Dream Trip Pass and the Dream Trip Pass is so freaking amazing because that's a, that's a access, all access, immediate pass, all of my courses. And I've loved having them as three memberships because it just gives people like this three tiers of what they could do with me. So it's the $33 a week for the Me Brand membership. It's a $333 a month for the Dollar Diaries and it's $555 a month for the Dreams Pro Pass because it just stops a lot of decision making and it helps me to have a really effortless launching process. But as we were talking about on the Life Workers call today, they're just like, there is so many strategies behind you, what you do. Yeah. And I would agree. There's actually a lot to, it looks like there's nothing going on here. It looks like kind of like just this happenstance thing, but there is so much strategy that goes into it behind the scenes, like really subliminal and uh, sequencing strategy around everything that I do. So yeah, those are my three things that I have, that I love. So good. And they're also so amazing. So everyone check them out because honestly, they're next level amazing. John, one last question that I love asking is what does living life fully mean to you? I see it as like living full out. And I think this epiphany that I had the other day as we were sitting down at the dinner table thinking about what we're going to do for the rest of this year. And as I was like sitting there going, this is our last six months traveling in a van with our kids as a family of five. Living for life fully is I'm not freaking out at the concept. I'm freaking so grateful that I lived full out for the last five years because before that I was not. And I would have just had a kid leaving our house after having no adventures, not having, not getting to live a life of adventure with us. Uh, and living a life full out is, and living life fully is having, it's not so much no regrets. I mean, because everybody says that, what does that even mean to us anymore? But we're at our last six months that we'll ever have van lifing with us as a family of five. The, the impendingness of it has helped me to be so grateful that I do live full out. So it's almost like a thing I look back on and I'm so grateful I've lived like that instead of going one day, one day, one day. It's to live life fully means to live life like it matters and it's now it's so much like I'm going to do a masterclass today on and this is kind of like a thing that it's going to be about is so many people just have their big dreams on a board like that's the big dream to put these Bora Bora and to put these things on a board to put all these like Airbnbs this coach this container this mastermind doing this thing doing that thing and it's all just sitting on a board that's not where big dreams are meant to be they're meant to be started to live and my first life of australia not the dream board version i just started to take action and living my big dream in the capacity that i could live it mm -hmm. as much as i could live full out so living life fully means like not freaking waiting 
not putting dreams on a board, just going and freaking doing them. And it's like, oh, it's okay for you, Jana. It wasn't. I started living my big dreams yeah. before I had money. We ran out of money halfway. We were in the car and we ran out of money with a caravan on the back. We had no more money left in the bank. No savings here or savings mm-hmm. there. Nothing, 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 absolutely nothing. We were living life fully because we were just like, okay, there is no conditions that make this possible, but we're going to make it freaking possible. Living life fully is kind of like, get the freaking thing off the dream board and start living it. That's it. So beautifully said. It just sums it up so, so amazingly. Thank you for that, Jana. And I love that you always just go out and just do it. And then it just gets to improve over time. That's the freaking best thing. Yeah, I needed to like third time lucky with the lap. And I mean, third time lucky turned into third time COVID. (laughs) 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 But it's like I needed like three times to get it right. But most people like the vision board lap of Australia and they just didn't go. I did it three times to get it right, you know? Well, the second time was amazing. You got to learn so much along the way still. Like, even though the first time might not have been, like, the vision board dreamy kind of vibe, you still learned so much. You still got to have so many experiences with your family, so many memories, so many lessons. Like, it's totally worth it. It was a pilgrimage. Like, it was so freaking hard. But at the same time... I remember getting back and I did not want to stop. Mm-hmm. Even, as hard as it was, I did not want to stop. And as hard as it was, our family came back for six months. We got a house. It was the most beautiful house ever. And our kids were just like, after six months, they were like crying, watching travel panels. Like, we want to travel again. I don't know why we didn't like it. It's like, it'll th- it throws your system out at first, you know, the first mm-hmm. lap. And then we did the second lap and they were just all, they were living life fully in it they were fully in it the second lap because they had now a contrast of once they traveled and then they came home it was different home was now different home was not a place anymore it was a feeling and it was overrated and they like what Tani said to me the other day she's like as much as like she whinges about traveling in the van she's like like she literally has to study in the toilet sometimes it's not ideal but at the same time, she's like, yeah, bring it on. Like, oh, I'm going to whinge about it. I'm going to bitch about it. I'm going to throw things. I'm going to not be happy with some of it. But she knows what it does to her as a human being. She knows what it's created. And she's like, it's changed all of us so much. Mm-hmm. She's like, you and dad used to fight all the time. Now you just don't. I don't know if you just can't be bothered <laughs> anymore. But it's like, it changed all of us. You know, we all completely changed from travel and it's because we had the guts to like go and it just, we would have been a totally different family. We are so in tune because we put ourselves in really uncomfortable positions together, like ugh, really just uncomfortable situations. <laughs> and yeah, now we are like what we've become. We know each other. We read each other. We, yeah, like we've just become all different humans. And like she even said it before, like she's as much as she gets annoyed with it, like 80% of the time she's annoyed. Like the long trip, she's like, oh my God. They're whinging in the back and they're getting annoyed. They love it so hard. Like, mm-hmm. And they know who they become by doing it. They've, it's almost like they realize the benefit of it for themselves. And we always ask them, like, do you want to go? And they're kind of like, yeah, but no, but no, but yeah. So it's hard. It's not like glamorous, glorious travel. And I mean, we've all gone a bit soft now that we've been in this house. So it's yeah. going to be next level hard finishing it off. 
but we know it's like we almost like know we need it we know we're getting soft yeah. so true the idea of traveling is so romantic and then when you're in it you're like oh that's actually not as beautiful and romantic as I imagined but then you go through it and you literally realize how much it has done to you and how much it has transformed you and how many beautiful memories you've created so it's just this beautiful artistry of living life well, where can people follow you if they want to join your courses if they want to follow your last lap around australia i'll just see all the beautiful pictures see the house inside out follow your lives all the things where are all the best places oh i love it well you can go to janakingster.com now and you can see all of my courses there because that's all that's there it's just one page of here's my courses and my memberships and stuff. And so you can have a little bit of a look, which has my links to my Instagram, Facebook, YouTube. So I have on YouTube, it's a collection of short films, vlogs, documentaries, uh, a mishmash of everything that I feel like posting. And then on Instagram, it's like this daily situation. It's Insta stories. So whenever family or friends go, what are you up to? I'm like, watch my stories. <laughs> I don't really. but like you don't need to ask that if you watch my stories it's pretty much like this running commentary of my day and my instagram reels i like got these little pockets of like either so you can go to at jana kingsford on instagram or on my facebook my facebook personal profile come follow me on that because i think i'm at my friend limit almost but come follow me there and that's basically like a backstage pass to my brain and it's a catch-all for everything And then on my Facebook page, at Jana Kingsford, on my Facebook page is where I drop my training for free on there. So good. That's where you can find me, at Jana Kingsford, all over the internet. And come by, say hi, and tell me you heard me on Vivi. Oh my God, I'm so excited. So everyone, check the beautiful Jana out. You're not going to regret it. It's the most beautiful artistry of life. And you're going to learn so much. And she's just this most beautiful, big dreams genie who is creating the most beautiful life. Thanks, Thanks so much for having me. I love having you on. When I first saw you and all your nomadic adventures, I was like, oh my God, Vivi's a nomad. It's just like, you just get like this instant connection. It's just like, there's a knowingness, you know? And I was like, oh yeah. So I'm so excited when you joined Figure Six. I was like, yes, nomad, <laughs> represent. <laughs> it's that thing it. that when you travel, you know certain things that people don't know and you can't put everything into words of like what you go through or how life is for you because it's just this feeling that is just so difficult to tell anyone that doesn't travel it's just you can't okay. you gotta go Isn't out and experience it ever? yourself yeah a hundred percent like people will say to me i don't have much stuff i'm like, <laughs> like wait yeah. till you have to get rid of everything and you realize you have so much i always laugh at that that always makes me think it's just i just spit out my coffee every time <laughs> because I didn't think I had much stuff. But when you have to get rid of every single thing you hone, you realize you have way too much stuff. And when you've got to travel with a backpack like you do, it's like you realize you've got way more than you think you do. Oh so, yeah. yeah, yeah. You can't give people that feeling of what it feels like to get rid of all that stuff. Mm-mm. You can't, you have to do it yourself and figure it out and go through the whole process. And then you know. Thank you so much. And then you know. And then you're like nomad and you're like, I know you. <laughs> I understand your life. You understand my life. Now we know. <laughs> I love it.
Thank you so much, Jana, for your time and for all the beautiful things. And this has been amazing and I'm so grateful for you. Thank you for going after your big dreams and showing me and everyone else how to do it and achieve our big dreams. You're the best. Thanks so much, baby. Bye, everybody. I hope you have the best day ever going into your big dreams.